Welcome to episode 10 of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I work for Senior Helpers, a company providing in-home care in Central Florida. In addition to working in the senior care industry, I've spent six years as a family caregiver. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She's the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. So if you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. Before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we are very excited to continue our interview with Chipa Snow. She's one of the world's leading advocates and educators for anyone living with dementia or other forms of brain change. She's the founder of Positive Approach to Care, and we'll continue our conversation with Tipa right after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, the Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And now, part two of our interview with dementia expert, Tifa Snow. So what made you go from this person who was excelling on interacting on a one-on-one basis to let me, let me take this to a larger group? Was someone pushing you or you just said, I got this? Let me change the world. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, it actually, it's interesting because I was doing small workshops and then larger workshops. And then I was part of a geriatric education team um, back when I was working at the School of Medicine in Chapel Hill with a nurse, a social worker, a physician, and myself. And we started doing teaching nursing home uh, offerings. And we went from that to having a uh, resident in a post-doc uh, program. And then we started doing continuing ed for nurses across the state of North Carolina. And then I was, oh, good heavens. I mean, there's all kinds of history there. But what ended up happening is it got bigger. And back in the day, 20, well, close to 20, yeah, 20, <laughs> Ouch. Close to 20 years ago, we did Accepting the Challenge. Melanie Bunn and I put together Accepting the Challenge, which was this video that went international, which was really looking at um, dementia and care support with real people living with dementia as the people we were engaging with. And that video launched us onto the international stage. Um, And so we started doing conferences and then we started doing consults and then we started doing speaking gigs and Melanie then had a small child and I had grown children that were getting to the end of, you know, me needing to be present for them. And so uh, more grandma level than parent level. So um, it allowed me more freedom to go moving around the country and around the world then. So it's gradual, it's organic, just like anything else. But um, I always seem to draw people in. I get people to go, oh, so I go, oh, so take your right hand. And as soon as I do that, a lot of people are like going, my right hand, okay. And I want you to open it up. 
And as soon as I do it, it's amazing how many people go, okay, now look at the back of it. And, and I can get people to suddenly engage because what I do is I do what I say to have you do. And I'll go, some of you are younger than me and some of you are older than me. And I can tell by looking at the back of your hand. <laughs> wonder what I'm noticing. And so by, by doing it like that, I get you to look at your hand, but guess what else you're wanting to look at right away? Right, everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. And so then I say, so the younger ones, they, you can't pick their skin up and just like dangle their hand because they've got, I mean, they've got connective tissue. They've got that. Yeah. So when they hit something, they're less likely to bruise. What's going to happen to us old people when we hit something? Boom. Yeah. Ooh. So as a care provider, what could happen if you simply put your arm up when somebody says, get away from me, and they hit your forearm with the back of their hand? Oh, wow. Did you intend for that to happen? No. Huh. And so I'm just really good at thinking, talking out loud and engaging people in yeah. their own brain. And when you do that, people start getting curious about things. Now, do you ever have the, the curmudgeon that's sitting in the back with the arms folded and thinking you don't know anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Oh, wow, you have. So good experience or bad experience? Well, you know, there are some people that are just really impossible to work with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that. You make me really curious about those people. You know, and there are people that are, you know, there's a reason why they don't want to listen or they are not interested. And there are some people that um, it's just that they're scared mm. because if they have trouble with somebody, well, they aren't the expert. They've been doing this a long time. And so it's like, yeah, you have. So what's working for you? Right. You know, and so, you know, so, you know, usually they have to tell me about the hard people first, almost always, because they've got to describe how hard they tried and how awful the person's situation or the person was. Um, and then I'll say, so now where have you had a lot of success? Where do you feel like you have really good interactions with folks? Well, you know, it's always hard. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's always hard. Yeah. So. You know, the question then becomes is how much energy and time do I have to support this individual? Because they got that way for some reason. So it's like, wonder what the wonder what, wonder what got them where they are. How many times have they run into brick walls or how many times do they feel uh, overwhelmed by what they have to do every day and that nobody really cares? You know, so, you know, I'm, I tend to be curious about human beings regardless until they really give me enough data that says they aren't interested in me. They just don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> and there are those people. Oh, yes, there are, especially <laughs> the ones that insist they have tried everything right. and nothing at all works, yet they get caught in that loop of something's got to change, something's got to change. And sometimes you just have to with as much loving compassion as you can muster, say something has to change and you need to pick one of those many things. Yeah. I love that you are so good at dealing with people, but you started off with a zoology degree, right? <laughs> well, I started with a zoo degree because my mother, much as she said to my grandfather, um, either you figure this out or you're paying for the last semester on your own. And it was like, 
okay, well, oh. I'll pick my major because I had five majors during my uh, illustrious career at Duke and I graduated on time, might I add. Okay. But the only thing that I could get a degree in it turned out was a zoology degree because I had enough credits in all the other areas because I kept changing my major and I just needed to take uh, four zoo courses in one semester and a phys ed course. A phys ed course. <laughs> well, you know, that'll give hope to all the people who are in college and going, I don't know what my major should be. Tipa didn't know either. It's okay. <laughs> no, she did not. She went through a whole bunch of majors. And the funny part was of all the courses that I had to take that last semester, the one that sticks the most, there was genetics. <sighs> I hated it. Oh, man, it was it was so hard. And the other one was coaching, coaching secondary track and baseball. Because oh. it was the only one that fit in my schedule. And I was the only woman who had ever taken it. And they didn't want to let me in the course because it was a guy's locker room course. Knock, <laughs> uh, knock. Something's going to have to change. And it isn't me because I need this one credit course to graduate on. We all have to make our sacrifices, right? <laughs> She's seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have more of our interview right after this. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. They are dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illnesses. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skills, and strategies they need to help them confidently prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.org. And now, back to our interview with Tipa Snow. So um, let's go to talking to a person who has, uh, let's say, an adult daughter. They've gotten the dementia diagnosis for mom or dad. That's a, a hard meal to swallow, right? Can you give them some optimism? What's, what's the silver lining? Yeah. So it sounds like you finally have a handle on what's been happening. So I feel like how hard has it been recently to try to support and, and help your family member? Because it sounds like you're one of the primary people who are involved in your mom's or dad's life. How has that been going lately? Okay. So the first question is, how's it been going lately? And then I'll say, well, here's the good news. Now that we know what it is, I think we can start building a new tool kit to help you better get through this with them and support them in a way that's going to feel better for you because now we've got it identified. And there tend to be some patterns. So what we can start to do is figure out what pattern your mom or dad is in so that you can start to come in there and support where they have strengths and fill in the gaps where they're struggling some. Yeah. And then, of course, they can pick up your new book because <laughs> you can't do one-on-one -on -one all day long. So pick up the book, Understanding the Changing Brain, A Positive Approach to Dementia Care. 
You can also go to tipasnow.com, especially if you are a family uh, provider of care, care partner. Um, there's It's a wealth of information there, very specific um, information for things. And TIPA has um, conferences yearly. And if you're a person living with a dementia-related illness, you can attend those conferences as well. Um, and we learn so much from the individuals that are actually living with the various forms of dementia. Yeah, and the other resource that you have not mentioned. Now, hang on, because I've got to say, well, look in the mirror. You guys are out there. I mean, and that, I think, is one of the really vital things is human connections are vital when you're first experiencing this thing. And, you know, it's, it's a way to get your feet wet without drowning. And so getting up with somebody who is PAC certified or getting up with people who are doing this kind of work that you're doing, it's a first step anyway to sort of linking in with a community that's available. Because I think people think about, um, well, you're gonna say support groups, I'll let you go there. But I think we tend to think about, um, oh, this is awful. And so a support group's gonna go where, be a place where you can go and, and people will say how awful it is and you'll feel complete in your awfulness and you can all together claim the awfulness and then I can give you advice because that's what my mom did, so here's what you do. And that's not what support groups are really meant to do any more than one-on-one -on -one is meant to get all the answers. I, you know, that's not how this really should be working. But do you, do you recommend people join a support group or just? I do, but I, I would be thoughtful about the kind of support group that, that, that is recommended because I think the right support is absolutely essential. And I think some support groups are not that, and some are. I look for a support group to provide both some education as well as emotional support because I think learning about what you're working with and, and coping with and coming up with some new awareness is one of the things that you can change how your brain feels about all this and what your brain believes about all this. Because if you walk into this thinking dementia is a death sentence, well, sort of, but it's sort of a long haul if you're yeah. on the front end of it and you got it quickly and you recognized it. Boy, you got a lot of living to do before you start worrying about you know, going in the ground. And a lot of distress if we're not figuring out how to do the living together or we can't live together. So we got to figure something else out. Okay, so if the support group doesn't feel like a fit, maybe just try another one. Yeah, or try a one-on-one. -on because -one. not everybody's meant to be supported by a group. Some people, you know, it's hard enough to find someone who you can talk with and feel comfortable revealing things to. Because for some people, it feels like a betrayal of a relationship that's a private relationship. And not everybody's real wide open about you know, not everybody goes to Al-Anon. You know, some people do, some people don't. So finding what works for that support person, I think is really critical because I do think some people are one-on-one -on -one people. I mean, that's just who they are. Okay, that makes sense. And so the you mentioned PAC certified, PAC certified. Um, where do you find those people and what what does that entail? Yeah, so when we say somebody is an independent consultant or trainer or coach or engagement coordinator, what it means is somebody has gone through a significant amount of a workshop and content building and knowledge demonstration and passing quizzes, but then they get mentored, 
we are not a one and done kind of company. You don't just come to a like a day long workshop, get your notebook, and we'll see you later. Um, we don't really believe in that as a philosophy of supporting people. So there is a workshop, and then there's mentoring, and then there's yearly check-in, and then there is opportunities to come to webinars and participate actively and build your skill set. So you can do advanced consultant, advanced trainer. I mean, so people have opportunities to grow the way they need to grow for the role that they have in the world. So we certainly put them on our website, but we they also can identify themselves as such. And it's one of the few groups I think that I've seen that is based on people demonstrating abilities, not just that you went to a workshop and you get a little label that you can stick on things. And I think you do want, because I know Edith has gone through several mm -hmm. workshops and mm -hmm. you're a trainer and a consultant. Yes, two separate things. And, mm -hmm. and you're a person who wants to keep learning and not just yes. get that little yes. certificate to hang on the wall. Yes. So, And we take it very, very seriously um, I because I know what it took for me to be able to say and use that in my signature. I did attend a different group once upon a time, and I'm not exaggerating when I say I was horrified at the content, it was mm. actually um, wrong. <laughs> oh. And so there's people running around with these little initials behind their name going, oh yes, I'm this, and I'm thinking, Oh dear! <laughs> Here, let's yeah. let's have a talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's try to let let let's just try to get a little better here. But anyway, the point is, and it's not just um, going through it and having the mentor. I mean, I I have a wonderful mentor, and if I hit something rough now. Um, and I'm thinking of something that happened this morning, I can bounce off of her nice. and her greater experience, and I can say, this is where this is going. I don't see any other choice right now, and I'm not liking it. Help. Mm -hmm. um, also, you get a little bit of tea by every morning. Aww. A little bit of tea. And I mean every morning. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Happy wow. New Year. Yeah. Every morning. And if you're lucky, she has her beautiful grandchildren with her. Um, so, but that matters. Uh, you know, just that, that little 10, 15 minutes in the morning is kind of, um, not kind of, for me, it's, it's an aspect of how I get going in the morning and almost meditative uh, type of effect. I feel like, nice. okay, I've got this. So, okay. You know, if those if you've got a morning tipo when you're thinking, please, just I don't need to talk to these people one more time. We're all hanging there, just waiting. Think of Edith. <laughs> we need you. You know, like you know, you do go some mornings. It's like I wonder whether anybody's even really paying attention. And it's like, and then I'll find some little thing that I'll say, oh, here's an idea. Look what I found, um, and I, I want to share with you, because. This is an evolving field, and I think that's what people tend to forget is, I mean, we're on the front edge of dementia understanding and care and appreciation in so many ways because I think for, for many of us, we are that leading edge that says, mm -mm, people have value until they're gone, and having dementia doesn't diminish value, it changes them. So we'll need to change, but that doesn't lessen a human being's value in this world. And so it is really important. We become more skillful, not just friendly, but skillful. So we can be supportive of families, of individuals, of communities. And, um, there's a lot missing out there. Well, we certainly appreciate what you're bringing because you usually hear all the bad news about dementia, increasing diagnosis, but here you are 
giving us a better way to deal with what we've gotten, you know. So we really appreciate all the tips. And I'm going to plug your book one more time because people need to buy it. Understanding the Changing Brain, A Positive Approach to Dementia Care. Where else can they find you? Oh, my heavens. We've got Facebook. We've got YouTube. We've got, of course, we have our famous, uh, you know, TikTok. We have, I think we even have a Twitter account. We have, you know, we have all kinds. We do. We have a website. Um, We have podcasts too, which is, which is another way you can catch up. Um, Gosh, I think that's about it. Oh, we're on Amazon. Oh my heavens. I guess we're in lots of places because people are in all different places. Well, Tifa Snow is her name and definitely find her wherever you are most on on the computer or in the bookstore and you've got DVDs as well. So it has truly been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh yeah, no, thank you guys for doing what you do and Edith, good to see you. Such a pleasure having her on our podcast. We'd like for you to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging, and please tell your family and friends about us too. You'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at informed underscore aging. Facebook is facebook.com slash informed aging. Our email, informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.